Welcome to Safety Factor, my name is Ben Hanks, and today we're talking about how you can make safer lifts on a job site. I'm joined by Tyler Henley, National Account Manager for Specialty Ropes, as well as the Crosby Group's Business Development Managers for Technology Solutions, Wayne Willey and Denny Davis. Thanks for joining, guys. Thanks for having us. Yeah, thank you. We work in the rigging and lifting industry. I'm a business development manager, and I primarily focus on the on the wireless load cells and wireless camera systems. I am also a business development manager for the Crosby Group, uh, focusing on our technology solutions. So before we start discussing how you can make safer lifts, let's start with what can go wrong. So what, what are some of the common causes for accidents and injuries when using cranes or doing heavy lifts? Yeah, with, with on the load cell side, there's, there's probably two major ones. One is people think they know what they're lifting, and, and doing uh, load cells for 25 years, uh, what I find is most people are wrong in the wrong direction. So they think they know, okay, I think it weighs 20,000 and it turns out to weigh almost 30. So not knowing what they're lifting is obviously uh, a hazard to the lift. You're gonna overload, you could potential damage of product or even injure people. The other one is if you add that load cell, you can make sure everything is properly disconnected you know, cables, bolts, things like that to, to make sure you get a, a safe lift. Yeah, and I would say, um, just to echo what Wayne said, I mean, overloading, I think, is a, is a major thing in the industry for really all of our products. Um, certainly with uh, our straight point load cells, you know, that can be a big problem. You know, some of the things that we see with, you know, block cam, you know, not being, not being able to see the load, right? Not being able to lift and see what's what you're lifting and knowing what's what's there so blind lifting can be an issue overloading i think those are some of the big causes and tyler what can go on, on wrong on the rope side of things i, I mean it's, it, it kind of echoes the same thing those guys were saying i mean it, you know if you've got extremely high boom lengths you've got ex extremely uh large loads uh, and, and very little visibility, right? So you've got, you know, three, 400 foot of boom section that's going up on a, a, a large pick. I mean, it's, it's very hard to know what's happening uh, and it's very easy to, um, uh, to, to make a mistake without the right technology. So how has technology advanced in recent years to improve crane safety? Uh, on the load cell side, uh, um, you know, we used to have mechanical systems that look like a, a dial uh, like you would on a, on a clock. That's advanced to digital, which has an onboard display. But then we've also advanced to a wireless system that ran on a 916.5 megahertz. In the last 10 years, Straight Point has actually went to a 2.4 gigahertz system, which is extremely re reliable and will actually transmit uh, up over to over half a mile line, line of sight. So it's, it's, it's really improved. It's it's actually awesome to demonstrate. It's a good product. So what ex for those who don't know, what exactly is a load cell? So a, a load cell is is in in our industry, it's it looks like a block of steel and it has strain gauges on the inside with some electronics, and we power it with some batteries. It's basically a load cell, but in this industry, it's called a dynamometer or a crane scale. Uh, in the government, it can actually be called an LID, which stands for lifting indicating device. Yeah, in a nutshell, it's basically a crane scale. So, um, you know, in related to large cranes and new cranes, 
Uh, I know, I know they have their own load capacity, their load cells built into the machines themselves. Uh, what's the advantage of having a, a separate load cell for, for, for larger cranes? Right. And, and that's the right question. So there, there are some differences there. So uh, typically an onboard load cell in a crane system is typically a pressure transducer mounted at a dead end. So it's not nearly as real, uh, as accurate as putting a load cell or a dynamometer below the hook because that's going to give you your best accuracy and your best repeatability. The other thing I like to, to speak to that is when you put a load cell below the hook, how do you know that that onboard weighing system load cell is accurate? When was it last checked? What's the accuracy? And you can also use a dynamometer to load test or proof test that crane. So there, there's many uh, applications for using a dynamometer below the hook. So I know there's been some like um, some new developments in the the new B3030 standards in relation it related to the the rope and the fitting side of the business. They're requiring right now. There's some wording in the B30 standards as relates to proof testing fittings after they've been installed in the field. Um, you know, with the correct counterweights and the correct um, equipment on site, the these load cells could be kind of adapted to take care of some of that stuff in the field, correct? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, we do a lot of uh, load testing or proof testing of pad eyes, hoist, cranes, slings, ropes, custom fixturing, uh, spreader beams, all that. They use ours to to load test and proof test and, and, and or certify. Yeah. Yeah. And, I, you know, I... Uh, you know, started the rigging side of the business too. So, so um, you know, I've always, I've always had some curiosity on the, you know, the, the there's, there's a lot of proof test requirements depending on what industry you're in in the United States. You know, oil and gas has got some different, um, different requirements than some of the, um, you know, general purpose or or more industrial type rigging. Um, you know, so I've always been curious. Uh, you know, are you seeing customers start to kind of proof test their own rigging equipment? Um, to provide certs for um, whatever their requirement is for the job site. Yeah. I've always been curious about that. Yeah. Like, you know, it, it, can it be adapted? Are people going to that level yet? Are they trying to do it themselves to... Uh, we're, we're actually still seeing a little of both. I mean, you're going to have some agencies that do their own testing or they can third party it out. Uh, we're actually seeing a lot of people where they'll actually want to rent them, right? Because they don't want to buy it. They don't want to have it inventory or, or have to, to pay to get, get it recalibrated. So... Uh, a lot of times they'll just rent it for that month, get the job done, and they'll rent it again next year. So can you discuss some other specific examples of technology that's used to enhance safety in crane lifts? Yeah, I'll, I'll take that from the uh, from the block cam side of things. Um, you know, that's a product that's continuing to evolve. Uh, one of the most recent advancements that we did was uh, we came out with what we call a B6 battery, which means there were five other versions prior to this. So um, we've continually developed better batteries. The newest B6 battery that we recently launched is a lithium ion uh, battery. So it gives you a, a longer charging life, uh, faster charge. Uh, typically a battery is gonna last 10 to 12 hours. And with the lithium ion upgrade now, um, we're really staying closer to that 12 hour mark. You know, so that's definitely one of the big advancements. And then just, you know, we're constantly looking at ways to improve the radio frequency signal. Um, we operate on a 5.2 gigahertz radio frequency with the block cam system. So we're continually developing, you know, uh, electronics inside those to communicate better and, and just always looking at ways to improve the product. I um, mean, it's a great product now, but there's always ways and things that you can do to improve it as the technology continues to advance. 
So based off of the name Blockcam, I can take a guess at what it is. But for those who yeah. don't know, can you explain uh, what Blockcam is a little bit? Yeah. So um, what I like to say, you know, when I when I'm talking to people that you know not in the industry, you know, I like to say it's it's a it's a very fancy, sophisticated camera system that you can mount on a crane block to give the operator a full line of sight below the below the blocker below the hook. Um, to look at the load as it's being connected. Also, you know, talk about blind lifts, to be able to have a bird's eye view really at the hook level of what's going on below it. Yeah, and on the, on the straight plane load cell side, I think some of the additional features that we have are, are in the accessories. So we have a, a wireless light and alarm that people can use to let them know if they're overloading. We have an analog output system that's wireless, so they can actually take that analog output signal and dump it right into a PLC to help prevent overloads. And we actually have a base station that has a relay in it so that you can help prevent an overload on a crane, you know, bridge crane or any type of crane that has a, you know, an electrical cutout. And then what's Mozilla doing? Are we doing anything to help in the safety aspect of things? We're always trying to stay a couple of a uh, couple of steps ahead. We've we've developed some new technology for our, our rope inspections, specifically for mobile cranes, um, and how we're doing the inspections for customers, and, and how it ties to our existing system in the company. Um, and and we're always trying to uh, kind of push the envelope on the technical side and, and and how we help customers and how we facilitate customers when they do have issues. Okay, so how can companies and operators ensure that their cranes are being used safely and making sure they're sticking with the regulations? Yeah, I would say any, any company that's very proactive on the safety side uh, would, would actually encourage their people to have load cells because, again, you, don't, you wanna know what you're lifting and to help prevent any overload because you're gonna see a lot of people wearing out ropes and shivs and things are breaking, but if they have that load cell, that's providing that additional safe information you know, for the operator or whoever's in charge. How does the, how does the load cell help prevent wearing out the shivs and breaking things? Um, if they don't know what they're lifting, how do you know you're not overloading it, right? So, you know, in the, in the overhead lifting world, you know, you typically have a five to one safety factor. Well, if people are breaking stuff, they're obviously well over the working load limit, right? And by having that load cell, you can see everything that's happening. You know what's going on. So you can stop and, and prevent that, that wear out or that, that failure. I, I would add to that and just, you know, kind of say, you know, training, I think is paramount. Um, you know, companies that are doing training that are like Wayne said, proactive, um, you know, those are, those are the people that are, they're seeing, you know, no accidents or a lot less accidents. Um, so it's always good to be proactive. Um, if they have a good training program, whether that's something they do internally or they bring in outside companies, um, to, to train their people. I think that's, that's one of the biggest things they can do. Um, you know, risk management as well, right? You know, always understanding what risks are out there and, and what can be done proactively to avoid those things and keep people safe. I think, I think unfortunately for our industry, um, a lot of the decision-making is based on mistakes and, and, and issues instead of being proactive. So, um, you know, you would hope that, that, that people would start making these decisions before they necessarily have a need for it. Sure. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, being proactive to help prevent that injury, that fatality, right, is you just can't put a dollar amount on that, right? I mean, you know, Crosby, you know, is well known for providing rigging training and, you know, Wayne and I both do more product-based training to bring awareness to the new products that are out there. Um, but 
you know, to your point, you know, unfortunately, sometimes we get brought in after there's an issue. And, and that's always unfortunate because you look at things like that and they could have been avoided if people would have just been a little bit more knowledgeable on the front end. Right. Agreed. So how can you get companies to try to be more proactive? Uh, how, how do you change that mindset? Of, I, we'll fix it after. Yeah, right. It's content, you know, we live in a world that, that, that everybody watches videos and, and, and they're always looking for, you know, how do you, how do you drive something into somebody and, and teach them without them necessarily wanting to learn that, that product. So I think that's um, a testament to what we're doing on the marketing side. And I think Crosby's on the same line. Uh, the more content we put out there, the more people, the more people that are going to be aware of some of the products that are available. And you never know what, what five second video click is going to click into somebody's brain to make them make a decision on stuff like this. Yeah, I, I totally agree with that. I mean, I think it's about, you know, I think a lot of people want to work safe and a lot of it is about product awareness. Um, what is available to them? Um, you know, I've talked to people, you know, that have been in lifting and rigging for a number of years and, you know, they've asked, you know, hey, how long have these products been around, you know, and they, it's the first time they've seen them, you know, and for, you know, straight point with load cells, I mean, they've been around since the seventies. So, um, you know, I, I've said that to someone before and they were shocked because they just didn't know, <laughs> they just weren't aware of the technology was out there. So, um, you know, and, you know, everybody sees the clip you know, of something going, going wrong, right? So I think that's one of the ways that, you know, as, as more people are made aware of those types of things that are out there, um, you know, they're going to be, there's going to be more of a push to uh, avoid that and not be that five second clip that we might see on the internet or on the news. You guys started talking about training. So what, what is Crosby doing? What is Mozilla doing like to train workers on the new technology that's out there and how they can use it safely in the field? So Crosby actually has uh, some demo trucks that they travel around with and our, and our salesmen also travel around and do some training. So while they're out doing training, you know, showing the product, but they also do uh, the calculations with the people like, okay, if you're not doing it, if you're doing a straight pink, you see 100% of load. Now, if you start adding angle to those slings, that increases the load, you know, so they do all the math on a, on a dry erase board. And you can sometimes just tell that people are like, you don't know what you're talking about, right? So actually on our demo truck, we actually add the load cells and they start increasing those angles and, and they get to see live, wow, that load actually went up, you know, 10, 15%. So now I get it, I see it, you know, because people are visual. So that's one of those things that I like to, to, to speak about. Our, you know, we've taken a little bit different angle in our group. And the one thing that we've realized is, is application-based training has a tendency to, to, to hold attention and keep people interested, you know? Not, you know, this is what the product is, this is how it works. It's more, this is how this product relates to your specific industry, and this is how you can use it. Um, and, and I think that transition, instead of just talking at people and, and, and beginning to talk to people and speaking their language and explaining it in a way that they can understand, is what will will drive the technology and will drive the evolution of our industry. Yeah, yeah, giving them real life applications. Absolutely, yeah, I agree. Yeah. Agreed. What about with things like block cam crane operators? You know, they might see this as a pretty tricky piece of technology, a pretty advanced piece of technology. How do you break through uh, that barrier? Yeah, that's um, 
that's a great question. And, you know, we're doing a lot of things with the Operating Engineers Union, the National Union. Uh, we've actually donated several uh, block cam systems uh, to the major training. Their Operating Engineers main training facility down in Texas um, have been down there several times to show them how to use it, to do some product training. And so really as they bring in their membership uh, to their training facility, um, they're showing off the block cam technology. And, you know, what we have found is, you know, some people are early adopters, some people not so much, but the more and more they get comfortable and familiar with it, um, they seem to like it. And, and they like being able to see the load. Uh, they feel more a part of it, really. The communication has increased. Um, not only is it a camera, there is also a microphone on the camera. So if there's communication down below the hook with the rigging crew, the crane operator can hear that communication and it just helps bring them more into the into the lift and more a part of it. How does that change things? Like most people are used to the hand signals, things like that. Now they can actually speak to each other. Yeah, I, and, and so that, that's another good point. You know, it's really not meant to replace any of that existing, you know, processes. Um, you know, hand signals are still critical, obviously, in, in the crane world. Um, you know, radios, two-way radios as well. Um, it, it's just really, this is just another tool um, that the operator has now that to be able to operate safer. You know, it's one more thing. I mean, you know, I'm not, you know, we, we've kind of talked about, you know, with the camera systems, you know, your backup camera in a car, right? You know, I'm, I think I'm my third car in with a backup camera. You know, first one I had, I was like, you know, it was a smaller screen. I didn't really use it that much. I more mirror guy and, and I still do that. Second car camera got a little bit better, a little bit bigger. I got a little more comfortable using it. Now I'm on my third vehicle, screens a little bit bigger. I'm always looking at that camera now because it's just become more accustomed to it. Now I'm still checking my mirrors, you know, I'm still looking at my blind spot um, because those are the things that you're trained to do, right? And that's just being safe. But I am also using that camera a lot more and I, I tend to see that with, with operators. So would you would you say that, the, that that's one of those, might be one of those products that they didn't know they needed it until they, until they get it? Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yep. Yep. Yeah, yep. it's... You know, and I, I guess back to your more original question, you know, what, what are some of the things we're doing? Like, you know, the training of that or really just the, you know, as bringing that product onto a job site, you know, Wayne and I both, um, you know, do that from time to time and go show the product to people and put it on their crane block for them and, you know, set it up and then they get to see it and use it. So I think it's just about getting that familiarity with using the product. Yeah, and we've, and we've had stories where people have, put the block camera system on, try it for a week, and then they come back to pick it up. And then the operator's like, no, no, don't take that off. I need that, I need that, right? Because it, it does help provide that safe additional information. So where do you think the future is going? Like you just mentioned with a backup camera, how, you know, it was before just a small yeah. little camera, it yeah. got bigger. Now the cars have sensors to let you know while you're backing up if a car is coming past you. Where do you envision the future of uh, safety technology moving towards? Well, I'd have to say, obviously, since the Crosby Group has purchased Straight Point and Blockham and, and we're continually always looking at other avenues, now we need to you know, start to put together that wish list so we can start incorporating multiple 
you know, levels and technology. So we can maybe put a camera with a load cell with an, uh, an alert system. And, and, you know, we even have a wish list of people wanting to know, okay, as that block's coming down, can we add a laser? Then it would actually count down, you know, 50 feet, 40 feet, 30 feet, 20 feet. And it would obviously uh, help that cab operator and rely, not, I shouldn't say relied less, but it would be that additional information instead of relying on a, a call out signal. Yeah, I would kind of add to that too. I mean, we have kind of a technology, I don't want to call it a division, but technology group within Crosby that Wayne and I both reside in now. And we do have some other products that are lumped in with that. Um, and we're, we have been involved on some, some special projects uh, where it's required some custom product um, or even incorporating some of the same products or some of the different brands of products together where we could, you know, combine the technologies into, you know, provide a safer lift for somebody based on their specific application. Um, you know, something that comes to mind, I know last year, um, our guys in the UK with BlockCam, uh, you know, did work um, with some wind turbines and there were some special applications involved where we were able to combine a couple different technologies into that. So I think that's, you know, if you think, if you can think it, you can do it. I think, um, it's just a matter of getting there. So as we continue to evolve these technologies, I think it's going to just continue to advance. Could you speak to a, a little bit to that? Um, like what technologies you combined together for the wind turbines and how it helped? Yeah, so for in particular for that, uh, we have a we have a brand called Airpez, which is a Spanish company and they make uh, custom lifters and lifting devices. Uh, they're very big in the wind erection industry. They make some custom blade lifters um, as those wind turbines get erected. So uh, we incorporated a block cam camera system uh, completely customized to fit on the Airpez uh, blade lifter. And they just helped tremendously by being able to combine those two technologies because they were able to, to see the load, if you will, as they were erecting the, the wind turbine. So whereas before they, you know, they never had that capability. That's one real world example. So do you guys have any other real world examples of uh, companies implementing any individual technologies or combining the technologies? And uh, well, I had an application uh, uh, a year ago that was was pretty unique and exciting. It was uh, in Canada, and they were picking up an oil refinery module, and the they had to create a custom fixture, and they they added actually twelve load cells so that they could monitor the load of each pick point, uh, and then we have software that can actually monitor up to 128 load cells all at the same time. So they use that software. They could see all 12 load cells live at the same time and a total or summation. So the, the engineer loved it because he was able to tweak in each individual pick point so that it, it had the correct load when that crane did that single point pick. So it was, it was a pretty uh, neat and exciting uh, application for us. This, uh, this technology stuff that they're talking about, so it's so far advanced you know, from where a lot of the industry is. I think it's going to be, I think it's going to be a block cam, especially. I think it's going to be a, a slower adapter, kind of like Verton. Sure. Yeah. So what, what is the Verton unit you, you just mentioned? Yeah, Verton unit is another Crosby Crosby uh, innovation product line that they, they purchased. Um, it's a basically gyroscope technology that, that you can build into the below the hook lifting equipment to uh, to rotate it 360 degrees either way, right? And you can you can pitch and catch. So if you have 
very high lifts. You can have a guy with a remote on the ground that can pitch it up to the guy on top of the lift and, and basically maneuver uh, with remote control, really precise lifts. Um, um, you know, and it, and it removes, it removes people on the ground with taglines, which is yeah. a safety issue. Yeah. So it's very interesting. It's, it's, uh, it's a new product. It's a, it's, it's a lot of technology. Well, we're working with Crosby in, in trying to develop some rental units and get test runs out and, and, and really look at how we can get it out in the market, um, you know, at a low cost for people to see the value, which is, I think, I think where Blockcam needs to do is I, th I think we need we need to get some trial runs and get some 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 rental units or something, yeah. you know, pay for a tech to go out and set it up and then give it to a customer for two weeks and, and let yeah. them use it. And I yep. think that'll drive the business. You got to show that value. Yeah, yeah. yeah. definitely yeah. agree with that. Yeah. I mean, we've we've seen that, you know, in, in the time that we've been, you know, involved, Wayne and I have been involved with with the Blockcam side. You know, it, it's definitely uh in the early stages in North America, it's much more prevalent in, in the UK and Europe. And, you know, to your point earlier, you know, they, they need to be able to understand that it's worth the value of, of making that purchase. But the way to get there is, is continually, you know, showing the product and allowing people to work with it and, and get comfortable with it. Um, so, you know, that's really how, you know, I agree that's going to have to take off that way. It's more of a grassroots effort, as I like to say. Yeah. Good call. So I know all this stuff is still pretty new, but is there any data yet out there on fewer accidents or anything like that? Yeah, I mean, I know we've done some some studies, you know, on on the block camp side. I've seen some stuff, you know, just you know about improved, you know, increased efficiency in lifting um, and reduced accidents as a result. Um, there is some data out there that we have done some internal studies on. Um, that we've, you know, published as far as, you know, increased efficiency, really. If you're able to get the job done faster and safer, I mean, that's the ultimate win-win, right? So um, that's really what we're pushing towards. And, and, you know, we've looked at some of that data internally. So we mostly talked about the safety aspect of things, but how, how do these help with efficiency? How do they move things along quicker? In particular, with block cam, you know, uh, being able to, you know, for the operator, really being able to see the load. I think that the the major part comes with the blind lifting applications where um, they're completely unaware of they, they have no visibility right to the load. Um, and they're simply relying on, a you know, maybe a two way radio, you know, with somebody that's, you know, on, on a roof or behind something. So his ability to be able to see that load, he feels a lot more comfortable with it. It brings that operator in more involved with the crew that's actually doing the rigging. And, you know, if he sees something, you know, he can get on his radio, right? And and just that improved communication, I think is really what helps drive the efficiency numbers. Uh, he can see it, he's comfortable, and he's gonna bring the load up. Yeah, I, I agree, Denny. And on the load cell side, you know, if you have that load cell and you're making a pick, you can, you can feel confident that, okay, what I'm picking up, I'm not overloading my rigging. Everything is properly disconnected. So otherwise people will sit there and just kind of inch away, inch away. And I've, I've even heard people say, I just keep lifting till I feel the back end of my crane come off the ground, which is not what you want to hear, right? No. So so having those that load so giving you that information, again, just gives that that confidence for a safer pick. I mean, yeah. I mean, the last thing I would say just kind of in closing would be, you know, we've kind of... Uh, termed an internal phrase for us, you know, you know the load, know the load with straight point, see the load with block cam, 
and orientate the load with Verton. So, you know, those are just all great technologies that we're bringing yeah. together that, you know, is, is really designed to, to be safer and, and to keep workers safe. So, all right, thanks guys for joining. So uh, what's the best way that people can get a hold of you? Yeah, I would say uh, really the best way is to, uh, you can go out to our website, you know, uh, thecrosbygroup.com or, you know, specifically we do have straightpoint.com or blockham.com and you can click on a link and you can see Wayne and my contact information. Um, feel free to reach out to us if you ever want to uh, know more about the products we discussed. Yeah, yeah, I agree, Denny. You can reach out to us personally, uh, but, you know, obviously we, we deal through our distributor network and, and Mozilla is a great part of that. All right, thanks guys for joining us. Be sure to visit thecrosbygroup.com and as always, you can get a hold of myself or Tyler or any of our other experts at mozillacompanies.com. Don't forget to pop into our learning center. We have a ton of great information there. Subscribe to Safety Factor wherever you listen to your podcasts. You can also watch it on the Lifting and Rigging channel on YouTube. Thanks for joining. Stay safe out there.